morning, everyone. I pray we all can say that today. Lord, I believe in you and trust in you. Well, the Lord put this one on my heart, and it's very current, and I'm going to call it a a BOL. I know if you're a fan of the police shows, you've probably heard many of these. They're beyond the lookouts, and it's usually for officer safety when you respond to a call, but it's also for citizen safety in the area. So we're not going to talk about police BOLs today. It's a BOL for Christians. And, you know, not a day goes by where we don't have to update something. If you have a a smartphone, at least on the iPhone, you see all these red dots all over, and everyone's an update, and they're constantly, you can't go one day without getting one of those things. Some days you might have 10 of them. And some updates are good. The best one lately is the uh, the 737 MAX, the collision guidance system, which failed and drove two 737s into the ground, killing hundreds of people. They completely updated that, redid it. So hopefully they that got that one figured out. And just in our house, we have uh, computers, tablets, smoke alarm, ring doorbell, the thermostat, the cable box, the garage door opener the TV receiver and the uh, DVR, they all get updates constantly. And I have to do two because Sherry hates doing those things. And many of them are called bug fixes, but sometimes it's more than that. They'll change the actual um, software in them, sometimes to keep up with the times and make them more popular for the mainstream. And sometimes they break what worked before And there's a lot of changes in the world. There's a lot of updates going on, as you know. People are rewriting and updating history to better fit with the changes that the world is going through and to fit more with the way certain people want to live and what is now accepted. So keeping that in mind, in Revelation 22, 18 and 19, It says, I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy, of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. Very ominous. If you add or subtract, it's very, very serious, as, as it said. And it doesn't just apply to the book of Revelation, because we know the New Testament refers back to the Old Testament, and the Old Testament predicts the New Testament. So it's a whole Bible where you can't just take things away and make it the way you, you want to do that. So... <clears throat> So it, it kind of boils down to teaching, who you're following, who you're watching, and things like that. So let's just see how the teaching is at SRVVC. I know some people in here came to this church 
Um, just reading this on the web page, it's the welcome, uh, welcome screen. It says, welcome to SRVBC. The San Ramon Valley Bible Church is an independent, non-denominational, evangelical, Bible-believing church. You are always welcome at SRVBC. We preach the historic faith as taught by Christ and the apostles. We gather together not just as a community of faith, but as a close-knit family of God, our services are characterized by orderly informality. Our goal is to teach every believer the word of God that they may become spiritually mature in Christ. Our desire is that every life which passes through our doors will find the light of God's saving grace and the warmth of his endless love. I think that fits perfectly what we just read in Revelation. That's the way it should be. No updates, totally Bible-believing, and the teaching based on the Word of God. As this banner says behind me, that's what we teach. We teach all about Jesus. Jesus is Lord. And the same way that you just heard it from Taylor when she sang beautifully, Tay, uh, Lord, I believe in you. You're the one and only true way to the Father's heart. You died for all sin, then you rose and now live again, conquering death and the grave so that I might live. That is the gospel in a nutshell. And that's what we stand for here. We take the Bible literally. And I was thinking those 66 people, well, less people, but 66 books written by those men, if they came to one of our services, I think they would feel right at home because we preach exactly what they wrote. On any given Sunday, we teach right out of the gospel. When Carl not comes, and because of the pandemic, he hasn't been able to come here in a couple of years, but when he comes, we feel right at home. We know his message is very familiar because that's what we believe too. Rajiv on the other half of the world and Hilton in Ireland, the same thing. It's like they're here every day with us when they preach because we're familiar and they teach. It's nothing new when they come here. They, don't, they haven't changed anything either, which is the way it should be. Unfortunately, uh, if they would have attended, these writers would attend other churches today, they would be hearing a whole different gospel. They wouldn't rec even recognize some of it. So many churches now are politically centered versus Christ-centered. And some have closed their doors due to so much division in their church. In the last couple of years, churches that closed their doors outnumbered churches that opened by a four to, four to three ratio. That's for you, Sydney. Sydney loves ratios, by the way. I, I think there's a word problem in there. <laughs> this, this guy hit the nail on the head. This pastor, I totally agree with what he says here. Let your teaching be so powerful in clarifying the greatness and the beauty and the worth of God's truth that your people will smell error before it infects their lives. The shape of error is always changing. You can't stay ahead of it, and you don't have to. 
the best protection against the darkness of error is the light of truth. And that's what we stand by here. And there's so many warnings in Scripture, this is part of the BOL, about the snares out there that we can fall into that keep people from the truth or even encourage people to leave the truth and go on another path. In Matthew 24, 4, Jesus said, Watch out that no one deceives you. There is so much deception going on today. It's hard to figure out sometimes what is true and what isn't. Even just, a, even just when you're in your house, there's this deception all day long. You, you, you can't even pick up a phone anymore because if you don't know the number, you know it's some con. They send spam emails, phone calls, text messages, just waiting for someone to fall victim to their schemes. I even get them from the bank because they, they almost sent them to B of A and Wells Fargo. And you look and you said, I know a girl that just fell for this. You have just sent $3,000 on Zelle to this person. And she uses Zelle. So it says, if you have a question, call this number. Well, that got her into even more trouble. So just a tip, never call what they say. Always call the bank's phone number. But there's deception everywhere. And that was when Christ said it, you know, 2,000 years ago, just see how much more deception there is today. 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 5. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Isn't that exactly what's happening today? They don't want sound doctrine. There's plenty of teachers putting out stuff that people want to hear. They turn away from the teaching and turn to miss. And another warning, it says, keep your head in all situations. We got to stay sharp and watch out for what's happening around us. We have to pay attention because it's easy to get easy to get con nowadays. This is just one example of one of these super dangerous movements. It's come up, I think, since 2018 and it's grown tremendously. And it's fulfilling a prophecy because right in the Bible, it tells us that this is going to be happening and it is happening just as we read. And this group is called ex-evangelicals, not evangelical, ex-evangelicals. And they are people who have left an evangelical Christian church and they want to move to a more progressive Christian denomination or people have left Christian churches altogether. They claim to be former evangelicals, but based on what they believe, I don't think any of them could have been saved. They might have been going to church, but I don't think they were ever believers since their new beliefs directly contradict the word of God. And they leave their former churches for different reasons. 
political is one of the main ones, as you know. They disagree on uh, gender issues, social issues in the country, and racial issues. They disagree about the main points in scripture, and they go to churches that teach a gospel that has been updated and modernized to align with their new lifestyle, where all and everything goes. They want to fit the gospel into their lifestyle. They don't want to do what the gospel says, so they want to go to a church that fits their lifestyle. They cancel portions of scripture. That's a direct disobedience to Revelation 22 that we read. And Mike said something like this today, this morning, because of the pandemic, people were isolated. And some of these new groups stem from the vacuum of the of the pandemic. There's so much isolation when it was, <clears throat> I mean, remember the first couple of months, you might get one hour of a, 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 a meeting, and then the rest of the week, you have all the time in the world, so people can go on uh, the internet, um, show social media, listen to talk radio, all those three things. We lost families here during the first part of that, that pandemic. No fellowship, no togetherness, so people are on their own and this stuff happens. And all these three sources, social media, talk radio, and the internet, they all speak to their bases. They want to stir it up because the bases like hearing this stuff, their listenership is immense and thus the station owners make a lot of money. Some of the beliefs of the ex-evangelicals, they say, just treat the Bible as a historical book. Don't take it literally. They say some of them believe that Christianity is their path to God, but it's the only one. It's not the only one. Different for everybody. It could be for Islam for one, Hinduism for another, and even atheists have their path to God simply by being good people. Well, we know none of that is true. They're pro-sexuality, pro, um, pro-choice. Sin, confession, repentance, and the blood of Christ are words you will not hear at any, at any of their services. They say, think for yourself. Don't let anybody sway you. Don't obey scripture. Very dangerous people and a dangerous movement. And the other one, which we've heard so much about, is the QAnon. This started in chat rooms, then spread throughout social media like wildfire. They have conspiracy theories on all kinds of stuff. I won't even, some are so bizarre, I won't even mention them, but you can, you can Google it and just see, hear some of the things they believe. They have a worldwide following. They make false claims and then they spread like wildfire. I'm a little older, so I remember this guy, Joseph Goebbels, remember him? He was the propaganda minister of the Nazi regime in World War II. And he said, if you tell a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. Just as some of these things, these people are spreading. And the movement, unfortunately, has spread to many, many churches. Pastors are overwhelmed trying to deal with their congregation. Some of the congregants have been radicalized. 
And some pastors have even left their churches. Um, the New York Times ran a headline, QAnon is now as popular in the United States as some major religions. It's amazing. Just the one thing I'll tell you, one of their beliefs, I don't know where they get this, Bible prophecy has a secret meaning and can only be deciphered by one who can see. Who would that be? Quentin followers were involved in the January 6th attack, and the FBI has put out a warning that there may be more violent acts from this group. More safety warnings from Scripture. Romans 16, 17, and 18. He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord, but their own appetites. But smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. And that's just earlier we read about the teaching here. And these are people who stray away from the teaching that we know is right. And there are smooth talkers out there. There's some slick preachers on the internet that, and on uh, Sunday mornings, 10,000 people in the stands because they're not going to hear anything any convicted. It's all going to be feel good messages, no conviction. And if our brother John Dickinson is watching today, I'm sure he'll watch it later if he's not going to watch it now. He's familiar with these. He worked for Alameda Sheriff's Department for his whole career. And when they put out a, a BOL, the agency calls county and tell them what happened. County, and it goes, uh, county will broadcast the reason, the location, the weapons, the suspects, the vehicles, and everything about the incident. And it might say something like this. It'll say, Officer Safety BOL, uh, 211 just occurred at Chase Bank. I think there's one up here. On San Ramon Valley Boulevard, uh, suspects armed and dangerous uh, fled in a white Tacoma truck wearing gray, gray hoodie sweatshirts. If seen or contacted, contact San Ramon Police Department, um, and that would be put out to everybody in the county. Uh, sometimes they put roadblocks up too. So, and this is just the same thing in the verses that we read. It's to watch out because it's a dangerous situation for the responding officers as well as anybody in that area. It's a huge danger to our testimonies, our church, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And like, like the verse said, these people are serving themselves, that's all. They might sound convincing, too. I'm sure they do. They're professional uh, talkers. They can use flattery, but they use deception to lure who they can in. Another warning in 2 John 9 to 11. Here's something else they're, they're, he's, he's warning about. Not only Scripture, but going ahead of Scripture and adding, the, adding things to it. It says, anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you 
and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. So here's an instruction for us if we come across this. Basically says, don't give them the time, time of day. Don't listen to them. Just don't even welcome them in. What they're doing, these people, they're adding to Scripture, like if you have a report and you'll get more info the next day, you write a supplemental report. Well, that's what they're trying to supplement the gospel for a for her own particular reason. Very, very sinful. Anyone who, who perverts or attempts to draw anyone away from the gospel is pure evil, and they're going to be judged accordingly. Bill McDonald <clears throat> said of these folks, the apostle emphasizes that a cultist may claim to know God, but if he does not believe in the absolute deity and humanity of the Lord Jesus, he does not have God at all. God can only be known through his Son. No one comes to the Father except through me. He says these types are anti-Christians, which fits the mold to me of, a, of an ex-evangelical. So we have to stay on track in our, at home and where we're out. Every, we have to be on guard. And everything that we see hear or read, it should pass the litmus test of the gospel. I remember Rajiv a couple years ago, he said, uh, most of your study, read the Bible. He goes, commentaries can assist, they're okay, but spend most of your time reading the word of God. And he's, he's definitely right about that. And anything we hear, like some of these, like that, some people preach part of the gospel, but not the part they don't like. And you have to reject all of it. If it's half right, it's all wrong. You can't be, oh, that part's good. And if anything is wrong with it, it's all wrong. We have an example of this in Galatians. It's in the first couple chapters. <clears throat> they started out okay, and then they added a little more to their recipe. They strayed from the gospel, and Paul really scolded them when he came back and saw him. He says, uh, you created a different gospel, which is no gospel at all. They tried to modify the path to salvation. The gospel of Christ, the Savior, is the only true gospel and the only way to salvation. In Galatians 3, it talks about that. He says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, you are now trying to finish by means of the flesh. So they were off on the right track, but then they went sideways. That was the NIV. I like, um, for this verse, I like the Holman. He says, you foolish Galatians, who has hypnotized you? And these, so much of what is going on today, I think a lot of these people are, are just hypnotized by everything they hear. They take it all in. And If you look at those people in that January 6th attack, they were like lions going in a, in a meat market at Safeway. They were so full of themselves, almost in a hypnotized state. 
They were in a frenzy. This man, Scott Fairlamb, last week he was convicted of assaulting a police officer. He just received a sentence of 41 months in jail. It said there's over a thousand attacks on police officers at the Capitol that day. The judge told him, the offense itself that you committed is at the heart of our democracy. Look what, look what he says now. This same guy, Fairlamb, says, now says that was not Scott Fairlamb's, he said of his behavior. That's not who I was raised to be. His lawyer said he had echoed many of the QAnon theories, but now he says he's remorseful and he felt ashamed and was duped by social media. Duped, you could throw the word hypnotized in there. It's the same thing. These some of these people were not in the right minds. There were CEOs in there. There were healthcare workers. Some police were helping them attack other police just out of their minds. And Paul, in the same chapter in Galatians, says, Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. And Paul immediately corrected them. You say, well, we, we're well taught. We can avoid this. We know exactly what we're doing. It can happen to anybody. If you hear something that's a little right, yeah, that's, that's right, I think. I'll go with that. But it could happen to anybody. Who says this? Jesus himself says it in Matthew 24, 24. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive if possible, even the elect. Well, the believers are the elect, and Jesus said it can happen to anybody. So we got to be super on guard. Watch. It's a, basically we have a BOL for every day of our lives. And if you do, you know, there's we. you can't even go through a newspaper, a magazine, a, a, a news broadcast, even the most basic KCBS or whichever one you listen to without hearing some of this stuff. So if there's any questions, something read, seen, or heard, I would say talk to the leadership and they'll lovingly steer you right. Like um, it happened in, uh, I think, the book of Acts. Aquila and Priscilla, they are believers, friends of Paul, co-tent makers, um, Apollos was preaching fervently and had a large following, but he was leaving something out, so his message was not the right message. So Achilla and Priscilla called him aside, lovingly taught him, hey, you're, you know, you're missing out on this very important part. And he took it, he was receptive, in my line of work, it was called receptive to training, and he went on to continue preaching. He didn't get, they didn't jump down on him and scold him or he might have quit doing what he was doing. But he, they were lovingly teaching him. He was receptive and he continued to preach throughout. Matter of fact, in one verse it says, some of you follow Apollos. And so he, he became teaching the correct gospel. So we got to be on guard, standing firm in the faith, Faithful, courageous, and strong. And I just made a, a couple of bullet points here. 
it's kind of, the word is God. It says that in, you know, in the book of John. The word is infallible. We know that. And in Malachi, it says, I, the Lord, do not change. We change, but not him. So that's a pretty firm footing. And the word is finished. It doesn't need an appendix written by some scholar somewhere. We know the great ending that we can have to look forward to. And his precepts and commands and teachings are perfect. So why in the world man is not perfect, and yet man is saying, no, you can't follow that part of uh, the Bible. It's a new day now. It's a new... So why we're ignoring... Some people are ignoring God, but following man. That makes, makes no sense. There's a hymn that says, I know not how the Spirit moves, convincing men of sin, revealing Jesus through his word, creating faith in him. Reveals Jesus through his word, not some guy who says, this is what we're going to do in this church. And I, many of we believe it. We're in it for the long haul. And I hope we all can say, very catchy, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, its perfection. We thank you for all these warnings and uh, guidance that alert us to how we should live our lives, what to watch out for. You told us, Lord, that this would be happening, and it is right in front of our eyes. It just brings your coming again even sooner as your word just unfolds as you said it was. We thank you for this. Uh, again, we thank you. We can come here every week now at the breaking of bread and the meeting. We pray that this uh, virus would be stamped down somehow, and we could go back to our, to our old schedule. And just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.